This is the Leadership Forum. Consider if everybody did what you are doing, would the world be a better place? That's a principle for just checking whether what you are doing is correct. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, where we explore principles, practices, and perspectives of effective leadership. We are focusing on leaders around the cross. We talked about Judas. We talked about Peter, James, and John. That's what we did last time. And today, uh, Bishop is telling us you're going to talk about another leader. Pilot. Pilot. Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pontius Pilate, I think, is <clears throat> known by almost every uh, Christian as the one who uh, finally ordered the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Uh, Pilate was, <clears throat> today we would call a governor in our context uh, because there was the Roman Empire and uh, different, different, uh, uh, what can we call, colonies were headed by what were called prefects then, which you'd call a governor today, like in a county. Like now, if Kenya was Roman Empire, yes. the counties would be uh, the, the colonies, you know. So the governors are now what were called prefects. Like our Sakaja in Nairobi, in Nairobi. For yes, like our Sakaja in Nairobi. Yes. So, um, Pilate was that kind of a person for Judea, which was called the province of Judea in the Roman Empire. So, about 26 AD, just up the, the almost the exact time of Jesus, uh, he, he led from 26 to 36 AD, uh, just before, uh, just after Jesus was crucified, his his term came to an end. Now, Pilate <clears throat> was known for his uh, adherence to the Roman law. He was there to ensure that the law of the Romans was enforced within Judea. So his focus was uh, to make sure that anybody living within the confines of Judea, which was his province, uh, followed the law. Uh, there were a law abiding, uh, more like what we ha- used to have, like provincial commissioners. Yes. Yeah, because this was a province. Uh, so they are the representative of the government on the ground. So that was his, his mandate, to ensure law and order and uh, strict adherence to the law of the, of the Romans, which in many cases conflicted with the laws of the Jews mm. because uh, the Jews, Israel, was a theocracy. And a theocracy, therefore, they were answerable to God and to the kings that God had put in place. But you know that by this time there was, there was no king in Israel. Uh, so they simply followed the laws of the, of, of the scriptures that had been given through Moses. But now... There is also the Roman law, which Pontius has come to uh, ensure it operates. So many of his, therefore, his um, actions and demands on the people were very unpopular uh, with the people on the ground because many of these were going against uh, their own beliefs, their own customs, uh, and so on. But that did not matter because what is important is that you follow the law. 
uh, and this law is not the law of the of the land, uh, rather a law of the Lord, but the law of the land. So this put him as a very unpopular leader among the Jews. Uh, but then, of course, they had to adhere. So that's why you, you find that when Jesus appears on the scene, the Jews, Jewish leaders and, 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 and members put to Jesus a lot of questions about, mm. should we do this? Should we pay taxes? You know, things like that, because they are looking for a way to get themselves out of this <laughs> legal mm-hmm. system that yeah. is against their own beliefs and customs. Yeah. But Pontius Pilate, his work is to enforce the law, ensure law and order. So when we look at the leadership, therefore, of, of uh, Pontius Pilate, uh, first we would say is that um, he was very pragmatic in his approach. This is what the law says, and this, therefore, is what we will do. Whether it makes sense to you or not, that is not the issue. Yeah. This is the law. So he was concerned, therefore, maintaining law and order. And from a leadership perspective, there are people like that who they are very pragmatic in their approach. And I know pragmatic sometimes is used more positively, but let me use it in a bit negative way, in the sense that not everything is always pragmatic. Some things that make sense do not actually make sense in (laughs) in reality. So you can, uh, let me put it like, some things that are so logical may not make sense in certain situations. So if you're a person who simply goes with the law, you may miss on your leadership because leadership must be sensitive to the context within which we are operating, the circumstances within which we find ourselves, and therefore seeing what would be the best thing to do in this situation. But if you are that what I would call legalistic kind of leader, then it doesn't matter what the circumstances say, what the situation calls for, this is what the law says. Yes. So these kinds of leaders are so committed to policy. You know, what does the policy say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they will not adjust or adapt to the situation because... This is what the policy says. One of the differences between management and leadership is in that regard. Managers, their primary role is to ensure that things are done according to the law. That is the responsibility of a manager. Managers are not supposed to tweak the law. Because it is in following the laws and the processes that makes things happen in the right way. So we see that we we say therefore that managers are to do things the right way. Yes, you know, do things right. Mm-hmm. That is their role. <clears throat> and when we say that, we are not saying it in a negative way. Sometimes people 
have assumed that when you say that, then you are saying managers are bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. Managers are good because their role is to ensure that things follow the laid down processes, the laid down procedures, the laid down policies. Yes. So if you are a finance manager, you are supposed to ensure that the financial processes are according to the laid down procedures. procedures. If you are an HR manager, you're supposed to ensure that people are hired or fired or disciplined or rewarded according to the laid down procedures. policies and yeah. procedures. Mm -hmm. That is your role as a manager. Now, the leader is slightly different. The leader's role is to ensure that the right thing is done. The right thing may not always follow the law. True. You see? True. So you look at this situation and you look at what is the right thing to do in this situation. It may actually be contrary to what the law says. Yes. And a leader, therefore, is able to make a decision that may be contrary to the law, may be contrary to the policy, but it is the right thing to do in order for us to progress as uh, an organization. You know, so that is the different perspectives of a leader and a manager. So I say that every leader needs a manager and every manager needs a leader, you know? Yeah. So if I am a leader, I need a manager to remind me of the policies, to remind mm. me of the principles, the procedures, the processes, and, and, and tell me, uh, sir, this is what our procedures uh, say. This is what our manual says. This is what our policy says. Yes. This is what our finance policy says. So once they have given me what the finance policy says, because we are making a serious financial decision, then as a leader, I try to see in light of what the policy says and in light of the situation we find ourselves in, what is the right thing to, to do. do? Okay? Yes. So that I make a decision, therefore, as a leader, based on what is the right thing to do at that point, which in some cases may not be in line with what the policy Six. says or what the procedure says. Mm -hmm. But any right thinking person can say that was the right thing to do mm. in that situation. Okay. So a leader, therefore, uh, cannot follow just the letter of the law. A leader follows the spirit of the law. Yes. What was this law supposed to help us? Now, Pilate was more of a manager than a leader. So he is, this is the letter. This is what it says, and this is what we do. Yes. Uh, so that is what we call, we, we would say, therefore, Pilate was a very pragmatic manager or leader in that case. So he, he may not have cared what would be right, but that things are done right, you know. Yes. So when he comes to, to Jesus, for example, in his decision, he, he says the law says that on such an occasion, we should release one person. I have two people here. This is Jesus. This is Barabbas. Yes. Which of these two would you like uh, me to release for you? And mm. the people shout, 
Barabbas. Yeah. And he says, fine. We have a, followed the law. <laughs> the eyes have it. The eyes have it. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. The eyes have it. Yeah. So he therefore releases Barabbas, even though from where he sits, he can see Jesus is innocent. Barabbas is a criminal yeah. with all facts and figures given to him. But because the people have said this and we have followed the letter of the law, I am okay. Therefore, he washes his hands and he can say, I did the right, followed the law, you know. I gave them opportunity. They chose their man. I'm okay. Mm. A good leader would look at the situation and make a decision. I have a criminal here whose record is with me. And I have a person who looks innocent, the accusations that have been brought against him appear false. And through the trials, I didn't see any basis for punishing this person. Yes. So even though the people are calling for him to be the one to be crucified and the other person to be the one to be released, the right thing to do here is release the innocent person. Yes. That is the right thing to do. So it is not just a matter of following the letter of the law, but following the spirit of the law, which therefore gives him opportunity to decide that the right thing to do here, allow the innocent man to go. Mm. But Pilate is fixed on following the letter of the law. So we have leaders like that, you know. They can see this is the right thing to do, but this is what the law says. This is what the policy said. So I'll go with the policy, even though it doesn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. Are they sort of playing safe? Kind they're of playing, a thing? Sometimes they're playing safe. Uh, yes. Very true. Some people are just afraid. I don't want to be held accountable uh, for, for making this decision. And that's what uh, Pilate does. When he washes his hands, he simply say, his blood is on your head. It is your decision. It is your choice. For me, I've done my part. I've made the decision. I've given you a chance, according to the law, to make a choice of one or the other person. Yeah. So as far as it's concerned, that matter is finished. So there are people who are like that. They, they put it in writing. This is what I did. I followed the law. Uh, but Anybody can see, yes, you followed the law, but was it the right thing? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. That's why you are a leader. Yeah. As a leader, you're not just to do, follow the law. You're supposed to do the right thing. That's what makes you different. That's why you are given that position of leadership. So that you can, leaders have discretions, managers don't. Mm. Yeah. Managers, you follow the law. Yes, leaders have. Right. Yes, you do things <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you, you uh, leaders that when you're called a leader, it means you have discretion to make tough decisions in tough moments and bear the consequences uh, of that of those decisions. Okay. So, this is something that we see in 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 uh, Pontius uh, Pontius Pilate. Now, the other thing 
that we see in Pontius Pilate is what we call populism in his leadership. Yes. Populism is a leader who makes decisions, what we call expedient, you know, uh, to please the people. You know? it, it is not because this is the best decision to make, but this is what the people want. So that you become popular among the among the people uh and and many of us fall into that trap the trap of the crowd what the people want so he comes into this place into this space and uh what the people want he knows is not the right thing but he wants to be popular with the people he wants to be considered as a good leader who listens to his people and who does what we want. But studies have shown that crowd mentality shifts very fast. You know? Yes. One time we are Hosanna, Hosanna. <laughs> the next time we are crucify, crucify him. him. Crucify him. <laughs> crucify him. Yes. That's how crowd mentality goes. What a crowd can want in this very moment is the same thing that they don't want in the next moment. So a wise leader does not go just by popular mm. opinion, mm. but looks at the situation and makes a decision that sometimes are unpopular. Um, I, I like a statement that Nelson Mandela uh, made when he just had been released from prison, he's taken over leadership as a president, and now they are setting up government uh, under the new dispensation. And his fellow blacks, in their thinking, was that the white are going to be wiped away, and the blacks will take all the positions and run a new government. Mandela, being a wise leader, tells them, we cannot do that. Because these people have the economy. These people have the infrastructure. They have the knowledge of government. You cannot just wipe them away and start afresh. We will crumble this country. And they are like, no, 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 no. These people have tortured us. These people have mistreated us. These people must go. Our time has come. And there is a stalemate between him and his leaders, yeah. you know, fellow black leaders. Yeah. And they're insisting they have, he has to get rid of the whites so that he can uh, now give space to the blacks. And he stands up and he says, fellow countrymen, let me give you leadership. You know, on this one, please follow me. Wow. You know? Yeah. And he tells them, I know this may sound unpopular and may not be what you expected, but the day I cease to do the right thing is the day I cease to be a leader. And I, I found that statement so profound. The day you cease to do the right thing 
is the day you cease to be a leader. Because mm. a leader must do the right thing no matter how unpopular. Mm. So, Pilate is a kind of person who goes with the popular opinion, the popular view. And he ends up, therefore, crucifying the innocent man and releasing the criminal. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. So, populism is something that we find in leadership circles. And it's a very tricky thing because when the crowd is demanding you to do certain things as a leader, it is not easy to go against them. Mm. It is not easy to, to say no, you know? Yeah. And yet leadership demands that sometimes you'll have to say no yeah. to the crowds. I'm thinking of something. <laughs> say what you're thinking. Um, allow me to use this example um, because I've seen what's happening in our country. Mm -hmm. I don't know if mm -hmm. that would fall in this example uh, where you hear the leaders, you know, the leaders of the opposition saying, you know, it's, it's the people who've said we need to go to the streets. You know, life is expensive and all that. Can that fall here as an example, or that's so different? Uh, it, it's difficult to say because, you see, within a political environment, there are so many factors that are at play. So you would have to look at this from a very political perspective, which, as I, I said here before, political leadership is very different from normal leadership, ordinary leadership. Because the, the factors that are at play within a political environment sometimes are not visible to the naked eye. Ah. <laughs> you need a microscope <laughs> to, <laughs> to be able... The reality on the ground is different from what you are seeing. Exactly. So sometimes you think this is what is at play here, but it could be tot something totally different. You, you only need a political microscope. <laughs> to okay. to look and then you say ah so this is the real issue okay so that's why political leadership is very difficult to put in a, a leadership lab uh test it and see uh where it really lies mm -hmm. it's it's a totally different ball game okay yes okay because within the political environment uh almost every every leadership principle is adjustable you know, mm, there it, is no standard. There's, there are no standards. There are no standards. It, it's it's the end justifies the means. The means. That's that's mm. the, the the political environment. So it is very difficult, therefore, to to bring political activities into the lab and microscope of normal standard leadership okay. and say this is right or wrong. Mm. Yeah, made sense. Makes sense. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, the other factor that we we could look at in in um, in in pilots' leadership is what I call external locus. External locus. Those are people who are uh, familiar with the leadership studies. There's something we call locus of control. Mm. Locus of control is 
the attribution we give to uh, life events, you know, things that happen to us or things that we, uh, we are part of. What is the attribution? So there is an external attribution. In other words, you, you lay the cause of events to external factors. That's why it is called external. Yes. So even events that I have participated in or that are going on in my leadership experience or in my life, I attribute them to external factors. factors. Then there are those people who are called internals. Internals are people who attribute whatever happens, life events, internally. In other words, whatever happens, I see how I may have contributed to it. Uh, what I could have done differently. And so it always comes back to me, uh, how did I contribute to this? What could I have done? Is there anything, something I overlooked? Uh, and so on and so forth. So the internals always look internally yes. to, to factors that are at play within their leadership practice or even life practice. So these two groups of people uh, look at things very differently. We can be with you within the studio like we are here, yeah. and something happens that affects both of us or that both of us are participate in. Now, if you are an internal, you take responsibility and you say, I know what happened. This is what we could have done. This is where we made a mistake. Mm. This is where the decision we did we made wrong, and so on and so forth. I, on the other hand, saying, uh, you know, circumstances beyond our control. <laughs> <laughs> the technical person, technical should, have person should have been here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you will look for any external factors yeah. that must have contributed to the issues mm. at hand. Yeah. So. People who are externals, that is how they look at life. They, they always see external factors that have contributed to whatever it is. The internals take personal responsibility. Okay. Now, when you look at Pilate, he seems to be an external. Mm. So he is faced with this situation where he needs to make a decision to release either Jesus or Barabbas. Yes. He comes to the people and he asks them, the law says on such an occasion we should release one person. Who between the two would you uh, want us to release? And they say Jesus, or rather Barabbas. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, but the, the, this Jesus is innocent. He said, crucify him, you know, we don't want him. Then he washes his hands. In other words, I am not part of this decision. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is the people's decision. Now, if anybody should question Pilate as to why he made that decision, he cannot take responsibility. It was the people who wanted. They're the ones who shouted. It is the one who shouted. Mm. I it asked. Was, yeah, I asked them. Mm. And that's what they want. In fact, I washed my hands before them. I told them, this is going to be on your heads. And they accepted, you know. So as far as he's concerned, he's an innocent man. 
he he just did what the people wanted <laughs> you know mm-hmm. adam and eve were externals yes when when adam is asked oh, why why did you do this he said this woman it's not me. Yeah, I'm okay. I, I, I've always followed the law. But this woman yeah. <laughs> that you gave me, yes. the woman is like, no, it was the serpent. Mm. Poor serpent <laughs> had no one to blame. Yes. Yeah. So that external uh, orientation is a natural human tendency. We always tend to blame external factors. So when you find a leader who is external, they will always blame something. It is the weather, it is the climate, it is the economic environment, it is this and it is that, it is our competitors. Uh, The environment is very stiff. They never take responsibility and say, this is what happened, this is where we made mistakes, this is something we could have done, we we overlooked this, there was an oversight here. That, That is not an external. An external will always tell you, the economic environment, the competition, Mm. the climate, the traffic, the what. It's always something external that contributed to our failure. Interestingly, externals, when it comes to positive things, they become internals. Really? Yes. It's like they they have two sides. They are two sides. (laughs) Because what they're avoiding is blame and responsibility. That's why they're externals. Uh, Yeah. They're avoiding blame and responsibility. But Mm. when something positive happens, there's no blame and responsibility. So So how would they react? They'll be the ones shouting, you see, I'm the one who did this. Oh, yeah, when... People are coming to say, wow, Hope FM, you're doing so well. You say, yeah, it is the Lord, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we are doing very well. It is, uh, you, of course, the you, Lord is external. <laughs> <this show. laughs> the Lord is external. What they really mean yes. is not the Lord. It is us. <laughs> A polite way of just saying. Yeah, hmm. we, of course, we did it. We did yes. it. Yeah, but you, 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 you want to politely say it is the Lord. By the way, mm. in, in uh, Locus of Control Studies, one of the things I normally ask our students is, um, how does Locus of Control uh, work within a spiritual environment mm-hmm. where God is a factor? Yes. Like now we are saying, if we say it is the Lord, is that internal or external, you know? Uh, <laughs> Sounds both. Prayer yes. is... Is that an external or an internal? You know, when you when you pray and things don't work, you know, is it God to blame? <laughs> Tricky one there. Tricky one there. Yes. But anyway, so we see Pilate as a, as an external uh, in terms of his leadership. So he gets into this place where he doesn't take responsibility for his actions. He washes his hands. All these blames and their demands. Yeah. Yet, the crowd that he was going to, he knew what they would say. It's not like he was putting there a quiz Mm-mm. and he didn't know what the answer would be. Mm-hmm. This crowd had gathered there because of Jesus. Yes. And they wanted him crucified. So to go out there and ask, who would you want us? It's is really not an act of leadership. 
it's just you know the answer you want and you know the answer you're going to get. So you are simply transferring the blame the to, to the people on a matter that you already know its answer. Yeah. And there are leaders like that. They bring a matter to the board and they know what the board will say. And once the board has made the decision, they absolve themselves. It is the board mm. who made the decision. It is the staff who required or mm. who demanded. Mm. It is the customers who are asking. Yeah. You know, the, Aaron in the Bible, mm. brother of Moses, <laughs> he's left in charge of the people. Yeah. And Moses studies and the people come and say, you know, Moses has studied too long. You, you do something. And he allow, he, he, they demand a, a, another God. He asks them for their earrings and whatever and everything. And he creates this golden calf mm. and they start dancing around it. When mm. Moses comes back and asks what happened, he says, it is the people. It's the people. These yeah. people just pushed me. They gave me their thing. I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. <laughs> you know? Yet the yeah. Bible says he carved it himself yes, yes. with his own hands. Mm. But now he's saying he threw those things into the fire and out came the calf by itself. Very external kind of uh, orientation uh, in, in, in leadership. So that we see as pilot in his leadership. Okay. I think the third or fourth, I think fourth. The fourth. The fourth one. Yes. Uh, perhaps almost the last one in terms of leadership. The lack of empathy. The lack of empathy. Pilate showed very little compassion or understanding of the Jewish culture, customs, uh, and and aspirations. A good leader should know his people or her people and uh, try and work towards meeting their aspirations. Uh, Pilate did not have that. He was to enforce the law, whether it goes against them or not. But more than that, he did it with certain level of ruthlessness. Because the rebellious, the people who didn't follow, uh, it's history records that he dealt with them very ruthlessly. Yeah. So you either tore the line or you tore the line. You know, that, that, that was pilot. Yeah. And um, in leadership, this is what we call theory X. Theory X. Yes. Mm -hmm. Theory X in leadership was uh, advanced by somebody called Douglas uh, McGregor way, way back in the 60s. And he says, according to this theory, that uh, there are leaders who come into leadership with the mindset that the people that they lead are bad. You know, that's, that's, a, uh. that's the mindset that they already have formed. Even before interacting with them? Even before interacting with them. So you get into a, this new place and you believe the people I'm coming to lead are bad. Are bad. So my role is to straighten them. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So in theory X, 
people are generally bad. They will not follow rules. They will not follow laws. They will not obey. They are naturally rebellious. And therefore, the only thing you can do is to get them to toe the line. There is no good in them. <laughs> mm. It's a bad mindset. It's, it's a bad mindset, but many leaders, to your, uh, to your surprise possibly, come into leadership with that kind of thinking. So when you see how they handle people, when you see the kind of decisions they make, when you see the, the, the approach to leadership, it tells you that I first meet you as grace and I'm just thinking how bad you are. And therefore, nothing good can possibly come out, out to you. Mm -hmm. So if you say something that you say or do something that is uh, positive, it is a surprise. Mm. Because I didn't expect you to do anything good. Because members are gen followers are generally bad. Yeah. Uh, workers are rebellious. They are lazy. <laughs> Unless you follow them, mm. they will not do their work. So these are the people who sometimes take the approach of hands-on. They give you a task, but they are breathing on behind your on your neck <laughs> to make sure it is done because they are not sure that you can do it. And even if you can do it, that you can do it correctly. Sort of micromanaging. Micromanaging, yes. Be why micromanage? Because you don't believe that the person can do it. So you can't just leave it to them and go and sit in your office uh, and, and do other things. You want to make sure that they do it and do it well. And if they don't do it, I do it. They don't get tired, these kind of leaders. Imagine that, doing work for almost five people. That, that tiredness is part of leadership. Okay. According to, uh, according to them, yeah. you know I have so much work. <laughs> <laughs> and they're forever busy. <laughs> they're forever busy. Yeah. And they are busy doing other people's work wow. just like them. But it is the belief that people are naturally rebellious, people are naturally lazy, people are not able to deliver according to expectations, and therefore you have to be over their necks. So when you, you read about Pontius Pilate, you find that this was his approach to leadership. People are bad. Make them do the right thing. Force them to do the right thing. So theory is a theory X leadership style. They have very uh, negative thoughts about members, about their team members. So they believe that members have very little ambition. They, if you don't motivate them, either by punishment or rewards, they will not go far. <laughs> hey, 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 okay. So, so they will, they will practice. They will practice what we call transactional leadership. leadership. Mm. Transactional leadership is where I I do things for you, positive things for you, so that you can do positive things. I do negative things so that. I punish you for the negative things that you've done. So the theory X leaders normally practice transactional leadership. Mm. So you'll find that they have these people, therefore, uh, what we call in-group and out-group. Uh, the in-groups are the people who have towed the line mm. and therefore are rewarded, uh, given promotions, 
given special favors uh, because that's how to motivate them so that they continue doing the right thing. Because mm. otherwise, <laughs> naturally, people don't do the right thing. <laughs> Left mm-hmm. on their own, mm. they are bad. Yeah, so you, but then the, the outer group are these people who you have to force to do things, uh, bring punishment here and there, transfer them out to, wrong, to uh, distant places, give them dirty jobs and, and things like that uh, because they are not towing the line. Okay. Yes. That is. I don't like that. <laughs> you don't like your rejects or you don't like pilot. <laughs> the pilot kind of leadership is just bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pilot is not so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Leadership Forum. Discussing leaders and followers. 